0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Defense Information Systems Agency's annual forecast to Industry Day last Friday in Baltimore was chock full of information about where the agency is spending its billions of dollars in 2022 and beyond. But what the more than 200 industry executives came away with was a clear message from DISA about what it really wants from contractors. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about what DISA expects from vendors over the next few years. And Jason joins me now to discuss. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jared. So what was that message uh, from DISA last week?
2: Well, I titled for my story that Subhead, Enough Already, right? Because what DISA said, and again, they, they followed the three basic rules of communication. They told the audience what they're going to say, they said it, and then they told them what they just said. In this case, as many as five different speakers drove home the same message. And for the most part, it's DISA was saying, for most products and services, enough already. We have enough. With with expected bu- budget tightening, we don't need more of the same. And in fact, Air Force Lieutenant General Robert Skinner, the DISA director, started off the theme, and and this continued throughout the day. But basically, he said we have too many tools. So how do how do we optimize what we have, and then do that at a minimal cost? The more we can do that the better we can take advantage of capabilities that already exist. And and Jared, this has been a constant theme, again, during the day. Steve Wallace, this is newly named chief technology officer and the head of its emerging technology office, echoed very similar comments. He basically said, we want you to help us fine tune our systems, make sure they don't drift, make sure the capability is as good as it is when it's implemented, right? Others, uh, Don Means, the director of the operations and infrastructure center said, again, to the agent, to the industry, we want you to optimize what we have out there. Help us figure out what we're not using to a full potential. And then Carolyn Bean, the acting director of the Joint Enterprise Services Division, again, followed the same theme here. We want to optimize what we have that's not being used to its fullest potential. We want to use capabilities to be more proactive, preventative, to provide us with a seamless customer experience. Again, it, it, it's just, it was a really interesting theme that, that arose time and again saying we don't necessarily think we're going to have the money to buy more stuff so let's use what we have to the best of its ability and i think that's something you don't necessarily always hear from the government
1: we have heard it i think occasionally over the years and it seems like it's a little bit of a tough line to walk because you're 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 saying to to industry We don't need as many widgets as we have now. Stop coming to us with, you know, the new flavor of the month. You got to try and sell that while at the same time not explicitly saying there's going to be fewer opportunities for contractors out there. How, How, if at all, did they walk that line?
2: What's interesting about this industry day, and I've been to, I don't know, I want to say five or seven of them now, maybe even more, Jared, it's, it's been so long that there was not as many contracts. We're going to do contract for this and contract for that and contract for this and first quarter and third quarter and all that information that you tend to get. They really talked more about strategy and they really talked about what they see as their needs. And I think that's how they were walking the line. You know, basically they said to, to, to a lot of the industry, what we have is good. Help us make it better. And if you're going to bring us new stuff, it's got to be innovative and target very specific requirements because DISA believes its budget is tightening. And you can just see it from its request to Congress. They asked for about $2.7 billion down from $3.4 billion in 2021. So that's about a $700 million decrease. Now, Jerry, you've been covering this long enough. You know, Congress doesn't always listen to the budget request, and, and may add a little more money in there. But I think there's a definitely a belt tightening a concern that that DISA is expressing, and that's why they're saying must be targeted, must be innovative, must be different than what we've already have.
1: And, and as we said, DISA usually uses these sessions to give a pretty clear outline of its specific technology plans and priorities. What what did you hear there?
2: For this part of my story, I, I labeled it pilots, MVPs, OTAs, oh my. You know, Jared, I can't resist a good uh, Wizard of Oz uh, reference there. And, and really what we've seen over the last you know, four or five years from DISA is this definitely move toward these smaller proof of concepts, these pilots, and and a bigger use of other transaction authority OTAs. One, I'll just give you a quick example of one, is something called a web server container pilot. Now this is being done by the new hosting and compute center run by Sharon Woods, and basically she's saying here, we want to test out one web server in a data center just to show, just to prove how it can kind of be a key enabler to what she calls a hybrid cloud environment, a commercial cloud or a public cloud, as well as the DoD data center. And, and she says, listen, for all of my pilots, whether it's this one or, or any of the ones we do, it's got to happen in six months. We got to have a minimal viable product in less than six months. And if we don't, I don't want to do it. And so I think that's, again, the message that they're saying is bite-sized things that can be done quickly, that can show impact, and then let us take it bigger. OTAs is another way they're doing this, right? This, And we'll talk about this later a little bit on something called Thunderdome, which you may have heard from uh, from our colleague, Justin Doubleday. Uh, but... but This is really going towards more OTAs. They've uh, awarded nine OTA prototypes since 2018. They have three that have moved into production. They have two more in process to be awarded. So, So there's a lot of this move toward OTAs. And in fact, interesting enough, Jason Martin, this is a digital capabilities and security center director, said their spectrum coordination systems procurement, which is a new procurement that's coming out in 2022, is actually in the process now. Will it be an OTA? Will it not be an OTA? And if it's not going to be, if it doesn't get approval, if it doesn't meet the requirements of what an OTA really needs to be, then they'll go more of the traditional procurement route. But they really are thinking that way. How do we get things done fast, scale agility and get it out the door. And I think that's where you're seeing a lot of this again, technology, this innovation that they're looking for.
1: What else is DISA working on on the cybersecurity front? I mean, you mentioned Thunderdome, but that's always a big theme at these industry days as well.
2: Yes, Thunderdome was the fun thing that they wanted to talk a lot about. And and as, as a, our colleague Justin Doubleday reported, uh, he gave a pretty good rundown of what Thunderdome is about zero trust. But beyond Thunderdome, and I think this is, is really important, Jared, is they're looking at a, a series of other cybersecurity uh, efforts. Uh, one big focus is on software licenses, licensing and inventory. Doesn't sound like a cybersecurity issue, but it is. If you're this is going to start tracking the licenses, maintaining their inventory, and then getting rid of the ones that they don't, if you will, use or they have too many of. Uh, but the other ones are more really, I think, focused on cybersecurity. Uh, came from uh Brian Herman. And and Brian talked about this idea of number one redoing the zero trust reference architecture, version two, they're working through. The second thing he talked about is PKI, public key infrastructure. Now, uh, General Skinner talked about wanting to get rid of the CAC card. We've heard this many times over the years, Jared. Uh, But what Brian Herman really talked about is we're going to need the PKI infrastructure for the CAC. But we need to modernize the PKI infrastructure. How can it work in a a hybrid cloud world? Another area of cybersecurity that they're looking at. Uh, Another one that they're talking about is endpoint they, they want to come up with a more of a strategic vision around what the endpoint, how to manage it, how to ensure that you can make granular cybersecurity decisions at the application level. We hear a lot about endpoint detection response from the Biden administration cyber executive order. Again, they're going to look for more tools, integration help. I, I think that's another interesting one. And then finally, the last one I'll mention, Jared, is around mobile device management. They're looking at the next generation mobile device management services, because again, not just this idea of bring your own device, but bring your own approved device. And, and I think that's really the the remote working during the pandemic has really shown that they need to really restart rethinking and, and modernizing the way they manage mobile devices. And oh, I got to ask one last one, Jared, sorry. Yeah. You remember JRSS, the Joint Regional Security Stacks, right? Well, they're almost done with JRSS, and, and Thunderdome eventually will take its place in the year in the out years. So a lot going on around cybersecurity with this, as you can tell.
1: All right, Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks very much.
2: Always a pleasure, Jared.
1: And you can read more in this week's edition of The Reporter's Notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Vice Admiral Cutler Dawson.